Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. 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 The Holy Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Jesus answered Judas, not Iscariot, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to my Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. God's beloved people, grace to you and peace from God our Maker and from our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There it is again. Did you hear it? That quiet refrain of peace that echoes throughout the New Testament. We hear it at the oddest times, in situations where the word peace doesn't seem to apply. Take today's gospel story. In it we find Jesus and his disciples gathered in a room in Jerusalem to prepare for Passover. But things aren't going well for Jesus. He knows that his death is imminent. So he uses this time together to prepare for more than a holiday. His beloved community of friends was about to undergo a radical transformation in his death, resurrection, and ascension. The future was hard to see, but Jesus knew that it involved betrayal and conflict and suffering beyond imagination. In the midst of this, in that room, Jesus speaks of peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now considering the context, Jesus' words might seem a little tone deaf or perhaps naive. Peace? Really? Our friends sold you out for 30 pieces of silver and people with swords are coming to kill you and we should feel at peace? It's like Jesus is some Bobby McFerrin character whistling his way to the cross saying, don't worry, be happy. But there's more going on. I think we know that, don't we? Jesus' words are far from shallow platitudes. 
They are a recurring melody, a sturdy refrain we hear throughout the gospel story. And we do hear it in the most unlikely places. Our first reading tells us of Paul's arrival in Philippi, a Roman colony in Macedonia. Paul encouraged and supported this Philippian church and its leaders like Lydia. They were the first Christians in Europe, and Paul loved them dearly. It is to the Philippians that Paul wrote what are, in my opinion, some of the loveliest and most helpful words in Scripture. Do not worry about anything, he wrote to them, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Beautiful words, essential for the Christian life. Yet Paul penned these words about peace while he was a prisoner of the Roman Empire as he awaited his martyrdom at the hands of a brutal, bloodthirsty power, Paul sang of God's peace. As did John of Patmos, whose revelation has served as our second reading during this Easter season, John's vision was of a church plagued by violence and persecution at the hands of empire. John wrote this letter from exile. Like many followers of Christ, his life was under threat. Yet his letter begins with these familiar words, grace and peace to you from the one who was, who is, and who is to come. This is more than a perfunctory greeting. It is a statement of faith. In the midst of trial and tribulation, God's grace and peace abide. Like Paul and like Jesus before him, John sang the song of peace. When I hear their words and consider the context, I wonder if our ancestors understood something about God's peace that we either don't understand or too easily forget. It seems that we understand peace conditionally. It's something that becomes a reality when certain circumstances are achieved. We will be at peace when we put an end to violence. We will be at peace when we win the war on terror. We will be at peace when we eradicate hunger and poverty. We translate this to the personal realm as well. I will be at peace when I am more financially secure, when I am in better health. I will be at peace when I find the right relationship, when I know that my kids are okay. In all of these, peace is conditional, dependent on all of these ifs and whens. I don't think this is wholly inaccurate. Peace is related to justice, as the prophets make clear. It is related to health, as we see in Jesus' ministry. Peace does require our attention and our intention as people living under the sovereignty of God. This concept of peace is not inaccurate. It is just incomplete. Because peace is so much more than this. There is a depth of peace, a quality of peace, that surpasses our understanding or our effort. We will never achieve it or make it a reality because God has already done that. God's peace is not conditional. 
because it does not depend on anything we achieve. It does not depend on our character, who we are. It depends on God's character and who God has promised to be for us. Our scripture readings for today are brimming with these promises. In the gospel, Jesus promises that his people will never be orphaned, that God has made a home with us and dwells among us. God dwells in our love for each other and is a constant source of this love. Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will abide with us as advocate, comforter, helper, the very things Jesus was to his beloved community. The Spirit nourishes us with the word and wisdom of Christ and holds us as a community in which the teachings of Jesus are alive and always being made new. In the Revelation passage, we hear the promise that all of creation, all of history belongs to God and that one day it will all be gathered to God. We will all be gathered to God, beautiful and healed and whole. These are rich promises, promises that invite us into God's peace. Grace and peace are so often paired together in the writings of Scripture and in our liturgy. Have you noticed that? Because they both come to us as gift, something we cannot achieve, something flowing straight from the heart of God. God's peace doesn't put an end to our struggles but it is a steady, abiding source of strength and courage in the midst of life's troubles. When we feel anxious and uncertain about the future, when we are weighed down by mistakes we have made, when our relationships are broken, when we suffer in body, mind, or spirit, this is when the gift of God's peace is most precious to us. We are reminded that whatever our circumstances, God is faithful, and everything is in God's hands. David Lowe, a well-known Lutheran preacher and teacher, posted this on his blog this past week. Peace is a gift of God, something we sense most keenly when we give over to God a certain amount of control of all the things that we worry about. Not that we surrender responsibility, but rather that we recognize there are limits to what we can affect or achieve on our own. Sensing those limits, we place ourselves, our loved ones, our fortune, and our future in God's hands. My prayer today is that you will know this gift of peace, that as we hear and sing its sweet refrain, you would experience God's love for you God's promise to dwell with you in all the circumstances of life. I pray that you would know what it means to be part of the beloved community gathered around Christ, upheld by the Spirit, always being made new. And I pray that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen.